0: This program contains techniques and exercises
1: that can cause physical injury. Individuals involved in the production and those demonstrating their skills assume no responsibility for any injury or damage resulting in the execution of techniques and exercises presented herein.
2: Never any doubts in my mind because I'm the best in the world. Even though a lot of you don't like to hear, I just it's fact I'm the best. You know what I mean? I sometimes I don't
0: want
1: to believe in myself, but it's the truth. I'm the best. Enough with the formality.
2: I think we all know what's happening. it's time for the IC Robots show with your host, the Champ IC Robot.
1: Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It is me again, your host, the champ. IC Robot, Robots, and I am still not a hero, but I'm still sacrificing bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less weak. And this week, it is gonna get so much less weak. We got, we got like a ton of fun stuff ahead of us. We're gonna talk movies, We're gonna talk about toys. I got, I'm trying to get my dude Tommy Salami on the phone so we can holler at him. That should, uh... That should be cool, but we got a new one here from DJ Iceberg, let's check it out, hold it now, hit it. Yo Iceberg, kick it on the ones and twos. Hey there,
0: I'm your guardian angel, also known as your river. When you overindulge, I give you up, so help me help you so you
1: can have better...
0: Have better energy and better quality of life available
2: at cbs right walgreens and walmart you are listening to the ic robot show they fear us because we are the future that much
1: is for sure true we are feared worldwide because they know they know that we bring we bring the future to you each and uh well not every single week nowadays but uh for the most part every week we are up here right now on the uh, good old Jupiter Moon base. It's nice. Nice to be home. Nice to be up in here. We got this. We got this uh, nice new recording booth. Engineer Emily's in the room on a couch. Uh, say hey. Uh, say hey to everybody. They haven't talked to you since uh, since we've been back.
2: Hey. It's nice to be back, I guess, but you know. Well, it's weird to be here because there is a lot of bad thoughts tied into this place. Please register me. I mean, the space pirates. Red died, Melissa died and I still miss her and then the space flees.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I, I, I know what you're talking about.
2: It's pretty traumatic. Oh, hey, I got Tommy Salami on the horn. I'm gonna patch him in. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 for sure. Patch him in. Hey, uh, Tommy, Tommy, uh, Salami, are you there? What's going on, Icey Robots? It's been it's been a while, man, what's up? I mean nothing. You know? It's like I you know, we uh uh well what's going on with you, dude? Anything uh anything worth uh mentioning? This this interview is off to a uh, thrilling start.
0: Oh, you know it's
1: okay, dude. I,
0: I've never really been interviewed before, so I don't, I don't know like, uh, what I'm supposed to talk
1: about or anything. Well, uh tell us about uh yourself. Where where do you work? I work
0: for Bayonne Construction in Bayonne, New Jersey right now, I I uh, lay a drywall, I mean I hang drywall,
1: and I, I sometimes lay tile, you know, just real, real boring kind of stuff. I mean, we all gotta do what we gotta do to pay the bills, right? I, you know, I, I clean vents, I used to wash windows, dude, it's like, we all do what we gotta do to get by, am I right?
0: You work in other space, which is, you know, pretty weird, you're telling me about that, with like pirates and all that stuff when we were when we were in johnny jail together you know uh we went through a lot dude i feel like we're gonna be brothers uh for life you know
1: oh yeah 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 for sure you know uh most deaf i i miss seeing you every day man i'm gonna have to get you up here sometime we'll have to uh maybe hang out when i'm down there i don't i don't get to bayonne too much uh tell me what do you guys do in Bayonne? That is uh, that's dope. What's that? Uh, that's fun. What do we do for fun? I don't know. It's not really um uh,
0: like that fun of a place. We uh we have a roller rink that opens on the weekends. We go there sometimes. I I go to a big Tony's and get a get a get a slice. You know he has he has a pinball machine in there. I like to play the pinball. Uh, for the most part, I just you know. Come home and I just go home and watch the TV. I, I like watching the baseball. I'm a, you know, I'm a big Mets fan. I I hear you like the A's, I, I mean I guess that's alright, but uh, you know, there are no Mets or
1: anything. <laughs> Sorry, man, didn't mean to diss you there. Tommy? Tommy! Uh what did, what just happened?
2: I hung up. That was the most boring thing that I have ever heard. That guy is, oh my gosh, he is the most boring dude I have ever heard in my life.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's no Mr. Dynamite James Brown or anything, but he's a solid dude, man. One time when we were in Johnny Jail, these woods came and they, uh, they started stressing me and he got my back, man. He pushed this dude and he, uh, fell into a garbage can. Tommy Salami's solid, dude. I, I don't know if I would have made it out of there without him.
2: That's all good and I'm glad he was there for you. But I don't know if that warrants a spot on the show. You should probably talk off if you want to keep up with good old Tommy Salami from Bayonne.
1: All right, I, I guess I get you. Uh, what do you, uh, what do you want me to talk about then?
2: Talk about anything, dude. It doesn't really matter. We have like three minutes until at the movies anyway. <laughs> Hey,
0: uh, I think, uh, I think we got, um, I think we got disconnected right there, man. Uh, I, uh,
1: I lost you there all of a sudden. Did you hang up on him again? Come on, man. Don't, uh, don't be rude to that guy. You know, he's, he's my pal, dude.
2: I get that he's your friend and I think that is great, but that doesn't mean that he is interesting enough to be on the show. You can always hang out with him later if you want. This is showtime right now.
1: No, I, I mean, I feel you. I definitely do, but, like, when I was, when I was inside, when I was in Johnny Jail, there was this one time when these, like, these, uh, these three Peckerwoods attacked me. They just, like, they came up out of nowhere. I know I told you guys how safe it was, but that was, I didn't want you to worry. In reality, it was kind of sketch, you know. I I got jumped by by these uh, three dudes, and I'm you know I'm doing my best, like I'm, I'm I'm like grappling with one of the guys, like I'm wrestling with them. I like I pushed them up against these things, but the other guys, the other two, are like they're coming in and they're you know they're gonna go to work on me. But then all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, like one goes flying one way, one goes flying the other way, and it's because my dude Tommy Salami came, and he like. He wrapped one guy upside the head, then he wrapped the other one. This guy, he can hit, man. His hands are like, they're like as big as lunchboxes, dude. This guy can really, he can swing. I don't know if I would have made it out of there, if not for dude. So, if he wants to be on the show, I'm going to... I'm gonna let him, for the most part, honestly, Emily, I don't, I don't disagree with you all that often, and on the flip, I don't, I don't think he's that uninteresting, I, I spent a lot of time with him in there, I mean, it was only a week, you know, but we, we hung out a lot, we, uh, we played Uno, we played Battleship, we did all kinds of stuff, and he has, he has some interesting stories about growing up in Bayonne, you know, he... He has some wild friends. He's had some wild times. It's not like it's not like dude is a 1000% whack. You know, I I like him. Tommy Salami, if you're listening, I know you told me that you don't know how to listen to a podcast, but if you're listening right now, you're my dude. We are dogs for life. You're my guy. Despite what uh despite what Emily says, I think you're exciting. I think you're nice. I think you're cool.
2: Wow, man. Get a room. You are straight up in love.
1: Dude, come on. Don't be silly. We're just friends, you know. We like uh, we like hanging out. You know, it's it's all good.
2: This is getting weird. Let's go to the movies. We have a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, you're right about
1: that. We do. Uh, we do got a lot of catching up to do. We're we're behind, man. They believe it or not, they had like we got um Johnny Five's Oscar screeners to watch when we were in there. So I've I've seen a lot of movies. We're gonna. We're going to talk about some of them in a uh, in a sec. So let's, uh, at the movies!
2: Following in the footsteps of Ebert, Siskel, and even that dude named Roper, it's at the movies with Icy Robots.
0: I told you that I want to go to that festival in Sweden. No, you said it would be cool to go. Yeah, and then I got the opportunity. I just wish you would have told me. That's all. I was gonna ask you if you wanted to come with me. You ruined the surprise. I wanted it to be romantic.
2: 2019.
1: Midsomar is the latest from Ari Aster, who brought us Hereditary last summer. That was the winner of the, uh, 2018 Summer Movie Awards Best Horror Movie of the Summer of 2018. It was, it was deeply disturbing, and this movie is deeply disturbing as well, man. I, I do not know where to start on this one. It is... It's one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. I was left when it was over going, what was going on? That was, that was absolutely bananas. With all that said, it is also a very, very beautiful movie. The set dressing, the design, everything about it is, it's just amazing looking and this this movie may be a masterpiece i'm not sure i i think i would have to see it a few times before i could tell but on the flip i don't want to ever see it again i don't ever even want to like like view a minute of it again it was it was uh deeply disturbing. If, if you go into a horror movie because you want to leave feeling, like, really, really unsettled, then this is absolutely the movie for you. There's gory violence, there is suicide, there is all kinds of awful, awful things in here. Oh my gosh. I, I would not say that I liked this movie, but I would I would have to say that I definitely, definitely appreciated this movie. It is, it is an experience. It is a very artistically put together film. It's not even a movie. It is absolutely a film. It's one of the, it's one of the weirdest movies I have ever seen in the entirety of my life seeing movies. I, I don't even know where to begin. I know that I said that already, but it bears repeating. I don't even, I don't even know where to begin. I guess the story is about a group of college kids who go to Sweden for this, like, this weird festival. And everything goes bananas from there. There are, like, psychedelic drugs. There are all just, I don't know. It is so weird. The movie is, it's just weird. This guy, Ari Aster... Has, he has a vision. He has a vision for filmmaking that is unlike anybody else out there. But, like, the two movies he's made so far are, like, movies I never even want to, like... I don't even want to view a moment of them again. I never want to, like... I never want to see any of Hereditary again. And I don't think I ever want to see any of this again. But, like... It was, it was a experience. It was like a worthwhile experience seeing it. If you, like, if you're into the horror genre, if you like seeing, like, really unsettling, really horrible things, this is like, this is the one for you. I, I just, I don't know what to say about it. It is incredibly, incredibly weird. The movie has, like, ritualistic violence. It has grisly images, strong sexual content, nudity, drug use, like, Anything you can think of, this movie has it. But it's also, it's, like, oddly beautiful. Like, when you look at the movie, it is beautiful. The buildings are great. The settings are great. It's it's gorgeous, but it's, like, really gross at the same time. It uh it stars Florence Pugh, who you might know as, um, she was in Wrestling With My Family. She played Paige. Also, Jack Rayner, who you might know, he was the older brother in uh, *Sink Street*. That was my uh, number one movie of a couple years back. Also, the the guy who was a cheaty on um, what the heck is the name of that show? The one where like they may or may not be in heaven. I I can't recall it off the top of my head, and I don't wanna I don't wanna look. But the homie who is a cheaty was in it as well. I I just like I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to say about this movie. I see like a ton of movies. I have seen so far fifty-one movies this year. And like I don't know what to say about this movie. I am I'm dumbstruck. I'm befuddled. I don't know. I really don't know. I took the wife with me to see this and she was like she was like the same way. We're both like what was that that was like the weirdest thing ever at one point i'm like i have to use the restroom i have to go and she's like you're not going anywhere you are not going anywhere you're not gonna leave me alone with this movie it's like it is bananas. If this is something that might appeal to you, by all means go see it. But I cannot recommend this to anyone. I cannot. If I said go check this out and you went and checked it out and you left feeling incredibly unsettled, incredibly disturbed, I would feel bad. I I don't know what to say. You're going to have to do a bit more uh research beyond this before before you decide if you want to see uh Midsummer. But I'm telling you right now, This is, as we speak, the top contender for the uh, Summer Movie Award Best Horror Movie. I I don't think there will ever be a movie like this. Again, I don't know if there was ever a movie like this before. It is nuts. So, with all that said, on the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter, with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic, I don't know what to say. I'm going to give Midsummer a solid four four mics. Four mics.
2: Lightning, like round.
1: Alright guys, let's try to do a uh, quick lightning round going over all the other movies I saw while I was uh, in Johnny Jail. We had a good uh, Oscar screening program. I saw Aladdin, the live-action remake of Aladdin. I thought it was alright. I've never seen the original. I'm not a giant fan of Robin Williams. I thought this was, uh, I thought it was pretty fun. I gave it 3.5 mics. And then uh, I saw Dirty Dancing. I actually saw that at the theater. Of course, I've seen it many, many moons ago. They had a uh, special screening before I uh, before I got locked down. I went to uh, check that out. It's a, it's an all-time classic. The chemistry between Jennifer Grey and uh, Pat Swayze is off the charts. I gave it a, I gave it four mics. I saw a movie called The Long Dumb Road. It was a, it was a road trip movie that starred the guy who is uh, Flash Thompson in Spider-Man and also uh, Jason Manzukis. I. I thought it was pretty good. I gave it a solid three mics. And then I saw Toy Story 4. I love Toy Story. Everybody loves Toy Story. Every single one of these movies has been a masterpiece. And number four is no different. It was amazing. I I cried, I'm not going to I'm not gonna front, man. It brought me to tears. I, I'm an emotional guy when it comes to movies, anyway, so it's not like it's hard to do. But this one, this one, uh, it really, uh, really affected me in a, in a lot of ways. The the kid 2.0 is growing older. She's moving on. She's having her own life, you know, which is which is awesome. It's all you want. But the movie kind of explores that topic a bit, and it uh, it hit me hard. This is a masterpiece. This is gonna be a top contender for the uh, summer movie award. I I gave it a mics, and then I saw a movie called Brightburn. If, if you are a fan of the superhero genre, then I think that you wanna see this. It is, it is a tale about what would happen if Superman, when he came to Earth, was in fact evil. What happened if, like, he went bananas and decided to destroy the Earth? I thought this was really good. There's a lot of uh, horror in it. I would call it a superhero horror movie. It is, a, uh, it's a bit scary, you know? It's a bit, uh... It's a bit gross, but if you have an interest in the superhero-type movies like this, you want to... you want to check it out. It's not like they're ever going to take the time to make Elseworlds, uh, movies, you know, the, uh, like, the Marvel What Ifs or whatever. So this is, like, as close as you're going to get. I... I thought it was really good. And then I saw Yesterday... The movie about what would happen if the uh, Beatles never existed. I I thought it was fine. I was really looking forward to this one, but I I don't think that they went far enough. Oh, Brightburn, solid 3.5 mics. And I don't think they went far enough in Yesterday to explore, like, the world at large. You know, like, what happens without the Beatles? It wasn't... They didn't explore the, like, the premise far enough. It kind of turned into a rom-com, but it was... It was a good one. I, I did have a nice time at it. I, I liked it when I thought that I might love it. I gave it a three mics, and then um, I, I saw Shaft. I saw the new Shaft movie. I'm a big fan of Shaft. I love Shaft in Africa. Shaft, Shaft's big score. I I even like the, the Sam Jackson one, even though I don't think that he was the right dude for the movie. Don't get me wrong, man. I like Sam Jackson, but he's the kind of star that when you see him in a movie, he does kind of... He does kind of take you out of it because he is Sam Jackson. You know what I mean? He's always, he's always that guy. So when you, when you saw it, like, while he was a good Shaft, he's still just like Sam Jackson being Shaft. You know, in, in this one, it, uh, it explores, a uh, Shaft Jr., who's kind of a nerd. He's kind of like a millennial, wears, you know, skinny jeans and all this stuff. And yeah, you, you have to learn what, uh, Shaft, uh, thinks about the new generation. He doesn't like it. I don't... I don't think that's a surprise, uh, you get Rich Roundtree in it, I, I thought this was fine, I thought it was fun, I, I, I wish it was more serious, kind of tongue-in-cheek, kind of comedy and stuff, I, I'd like to see, like, a hard, gritty reboot, a Shaft, with, like, violence and fighting, and all this, like, stuff is in there, but not, like, not like in a tongue-in-cheek way, I'd like it to be more of a serious movie, but still, it was fun, I gave it a 2.5 mics, could have been a lot better, I think... I think that's about it. I think we are at the end of the lightning
2: round. The Jeffersons, Alice, and Trapper John M.D. will return
0: next Sunday at their regular times on most of these stations.
2: I see Robots wants to talk about a game he plays called. The Hollywood Stock Exchange. It should only take a minute.
1: I have uh, I've been playing this game called the Hollywood Stock Exchange for like like a million years now. I'm I'm not even kidding. It feels like I've been playing this game forever. But it basically is what it is. Well, it is what it says it is in the title. It is like a Wall Street type thing. But you, you buy and sell stocks based on popular or even like unpopular Hollywood movies and then like Hollywood movie stars and stuff. It's... It's fun. It's like a nice, uh, diversion. I, I don't play, like, all the time, you know. I, I keep tabs on my, uh, my portfolio. I check in every once in a while and, like, see what's going on. And I, I don't know, I kinda, I kinda wanted to talk about what I have in my portfolio for a while now. It's, uh, I don't know, it could be a bit interesting. Let's, uh, let's take a peek. Before I get too far into it, I should probably, like, break it down a bit. When you, when you first start off, they give you two million dollars. To begin your quest for a fortune. You can find the game at S... No. You can find the game at HSX.com. The Hollywood Stock Exchange. I'm sure if you just... If you just, like, Google that, you'll find it. It's fun. I I recommend it. If you need, like, just something like you do every day for, like, a couple minutes. This is, uh a. This is something that is cool, and the way they break it down is you have movie stocks, and these are, you know, they are what they say they are. They're stocks about movies, and then you have star bonds, which are, like, the actual movie stars, and then there are, like, derivatives and, like, movie funds and stuff. I I don't mess around with, uh, derivatives too much, except, like, around Oscar time. I'll get in on, on some of that. You can bet on what movies win the Oscars. I'm not... I'm not huge on movie funds either. I kind of, I kind of focus mostly on, uh, movie stocks. I like to, like, see what movies are coming out and, like, what, uh, what I might, um, invest and hopefully gain. Let's, let's see, how should we do this? I can talk about the movies I have the most in. I, I right now have raised my fortune up until $183 million from $2, which is, I think that's pretty good. The, the first thing that I ever bought, like, back in the day that I did well in was the, uh, Blair Witch Project, I had never even heard of it, I knew nothing about it, but the, the movie was available for 24 cents a share, and I went all in, and then when it did good, that, uh, that got me rolling in a way that, um, I could eventually, like, uh, you know, go forward as, like, a zillionaire. So uh, right now, as we uh, speak, I have ten million dollars in a movie called Gotham City Sirens. That is like a DC movie with Harley Quinn and Catwoman and all these people. I got in on that at a uh, fifty-eight thousand. I mean fifty-eight dollars, uh, and now it's up to a uh, hundred and sixty-four. I have a have a hundred thousand in that. A hundred thousand shares is the max you can get in anything. And then I have seventy-four thousand shares of Jungle Cruise. That's a Disney movie that The Rock is attached to. I started in at that with uh, three dollars, and now it's at one hundred and twenty-four. That was one of my um one of my big successes. I have I have Black Widow, the Black Widow movie that's coming out. I got that at eighty, and now it's at one sixty-nine. I have a hundred thousand in um Suicide Squad Part Two. That was uh that came out at ninety, and now it's at one seventy-three. I bought a hundred thousand in um the uh, Shang Chi. The Master of Kung Fu, the Marvel movie. I got that at uh, IPO of a uh, sixty bucks, and now it's at one twenty eight. I, I don't know. I like to go all in on the Marvel or DC IPOs. They all tend to um, do really good. And IPO is a uh, initial purchase order. Is that what it is? That's like when they first when they first come up. I also I invest heavily in already existing properties. I have a feeling like every property is like eventually going to turn out to be a movie. So when I see something that, I, that I'm that i familiar with, I, I go all in on it. Then I I have a movie called The Tenet. I do not know what oh, the... Oh, that's the new Christopher Nolan movie. I got in on 80. That's at 147. I got at 80,000. Artemis Fowl. I bought 100,000 shares of Artemis Fowl many, many, many years ago at $2. And now it's at a $55. I have a Bill and Ted 3. I got a hundred thousand of that at twelve, now it's at um fifty-five. I have a micronauts. One hundred thousand shares of micronauts. I got micronauts at twelve cents because like I said, I go for the existing properties and now that one's at uh 37 bucks. I don't know if that's ever gonna actually get made. I hope it does. I really, really do hope it does. I would go see it. I think that Micronauts are really, uh, really neat. Then I have 50,000 shares of Ghostbusters 4. I got that at 60. That's at 128. These are all my big successes. You know, I'm not like a stock genius. I'm not the Gordon Gecko of the uh, Hollywood Stock Exchange, but I do, I do from time to time make some good moves. I got Flash Gordon. I've been holding out the Flash Gordon for years, as you know, I am. You are. Everyone is a giant fan of Flash Gordon, so I I got that at a buck fifty-five. Now that's at a twenty-one fifty-four. Taika Waititi is attached to that. I think that's going to be awesome. I have X Force. That was a. That was at 34 bucks. Now it's at 67. I, I might sell that. I don't know if that is ever gonna get made. That is, um, the uh, Deadpool one. Who knows what's gonna happen with these X-Men movies now that the whole thing is shifting over, uh, to Marvel. I have Rambo 5. The Rambo that's coming out. I've been holding onto that for a while. I got that at 6 bucks. That is currently at 35 bucks. This is... This is boring, just listening to me, uh, like, list off things. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll only talk about the, uh, the interesting ones. What I'm, what I'm hoping with this is to kind of, like, make it, like, a, like, a long-running thing. I'm hoping that, like, some of you guys will jump in and play the game as well, and then I can give, like, stock tips. You know, like, a market watch, and I can, um, like, tell you guys what I'm, what I'm going into. I... I got the, uh, the old wife into the game as well. She's been playing and, um, I, I act as her broker. You know, I'm always telling her to get in on things. The other day I told her to buy some Supergirl and she's made a few million dollars off that. I, I've made her a fortune, man. If I were a real life stockbroker and I made her as much money as I have made her in this game, she would be aesthetic. This, uh, this might be a fun way to do it. Why don't I reverse it and we'll go down to the bottom. And we'll see the things that I've done the worst at. I I have thirty thousand shares of the uh, League of uh, Super Pets. That was like crypto and Ace the Bad Hound. I've lost four hundred thousand dollars in that. I I have lost uh, three hundred and sixty thousand dollars in Uptown Saturday Night, the remake of the uh, Richard Pryor movie. I lost. Uh, I have lost three hundred and twenty-one thousand dollars in the reboot of Jane Silent Bob. I. I like Kevin Smith. I don't know. It seems weird to me that this movie is not going to do good. I I have lost three hundred and five thousand dollars in a movie called Jesus Was My Homeboy. It stars the uh, the dude from Get Out. I don't know. I think it's I think it's going to be good. Here is a movie called Waves. I'm not even sure what this is. I lost uh I've lost two hundred and forty thousand. That is that is a musical starring uh Sterling K Brown. It is. I don't know. I do not know why I invested in that. Sometimes I'll see something that seems interesting at the moment, and then I get it, and I'm like, why? Why did it do that? I've lost $190,000 in Robopocalypse. I have lost... I've lost $64,000 in Robotech. I... I hope they make a movie about that. I've also lost $60,000 in War Games. I... I've lost uh, $4,000 in Kojak. I... I believe that at one point, Vin Diesel was connected to Kojak, and I would still, I would still like to see that movie. I think it would be cool. I've lost $34,000 in Stargate. I, I don't know. I would love to see a Stargate remake. I am a giant Stargate fan. Let's go, uh... Let's go back up to more of my successes. I have made $388,000 in Lobo. I got that at a buck and now it's at five bucks. I have um, 100,000 shares of Johnny Quest. At one point, Richard, uh, Robert Rodriguez rather, was connected to Johnny Quest. So I got 100,000 of that at a 35 cents and now it's at a buck 61. I don't know. I could still see that being made. I have uh, 100K in uh, Fraggle Rock. I got that at thirty nine, and now it's at a, a buck forty four. I would also, I would love to see that. I don't know. More than likely, that will never get made. But I, I don't know. I have hope. I have a hundred thousand shares in Star Blazers. I have uh, lost fifty five thousand dollars in that. But I, I would still like to see it get made. I don't know if it ever will, but I would love to. Um, I would definitely love to see it. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I'm not sure how well this is working. I, I wanted to recommend the game to you guys. I was really like the main reason that I did this. I think the game is a lot of fun. It's kind of cool just to have this thing you can dip into for a couple minutes and dip out of whenever, whenever you like, because, um, you know how it is with the stock market. You can, like, you can let it rest, you know? You can just, like, take a chill, take a chill pill for a while, and then come back and, um, check and see how your, uh, stocks are doing, but I don't know. I don't know how well... I probably should have thought this, uh, segment through a bit more. I kinda, I kinda figured I'd come in, talk about my stocks, and it would be, like, all, um, enchanting or whatever, but it's not. It's kinda boring, I guess. Let's see if there's anything else on here that is really worth, um, worth mentioning. I only, I only own stocks in three different actors. I have, um, what's his name? Uh, John David Washington from Black Klansman, who is, uh, you know, he's Denzel's son. I have, a uh, I have Imogen Poots. I got in on uh, Imogen Poots at a buck seventy eight. Now she's at a buck fifty one. 51, so I'm losing money on her. And I I got Kristen Stewart. I got in on a uh, Kristen Stewart at three dollars. Now she's down to one dollar. I do not know. I think it's weird that the world hates Kristen Stewart. It's almost like they hate her because, um, well. I kind of have a theory. Let me let me break this down really quick. I think that I think that girls don't really like her because they wanted to be with Rob Pattinson, you know, they wanted to be the uh the chick who was with the sparkly vampire in the movie. And I think that uh I think dudes don't like her because she doesn't seem really nice. She doesn't really seem like a nice person. I don't I don't think that matters whether you're like a good actor or not, but she doesn't she doesn't seem super nice. And also they kind of sort of resent having to go see those uh Those Twilight movies back when, um, back when they were out. I don't know. I, I had to see them too. I don't really regret it. I didn't, I didn't think they were great or anything, but I, I don't look back and go, ugh, I hate Kristen Stewart and Rob Pattinson because of it. I, I think they're both good actors and I'd like to see good movies out of them. I'm pretty excited that Pattinson is going to be Batman. I think that's going to be good. And, uh, I don't know. And not like really uh jacked on um Kristen Stewart's, uh Charlie's Angels movie. I'll go see it. I go see everything. So I'll see it, but I don't know. It doesn't look that great. I'd like to see some um good work out of her though, but uh there you have it, man. My my Hollywood stock exchange. change. Uh I did not say that well at all. Exchange. I I don't know. I'm i have having some enunciation issues lately. I like I said the other week, I damaged my tongue. I burnt my tongue, and it's like, it's not, uh, it's not getting better as quickly as I want it to, because, you know, your tongue's in your mouth. You're using it all the time. I keep biting it. I, I don't know. It, um, it's no good. Be careful with the temperature of your coffee. That's my advice to you. Don't, um, don't drink it too hot. I, I had put it in the microwave. I talked about this last week. I put it in the microwave. It was already a bit hot, you know, but I wanted it, like, I wanted it, like, scalding hot. And I, I pulled it out, and I... I wasn't even paying attention, but it was like bubbling. It was like a bubbling cauldron. It looked like it looked like a witch's brew. And I just uh I, I I took a sip. I took a big drink and um boom. My tongue was decimated and it's not uh it's not coming around. I'm having a hard time with the S. With the S sound. I I don't know. I I apologize. I, I will heal and I will get back to normal and everything will be great. But until then, go play the game. Have fun with it. It's a lot of fun. It's cool, man. Make an account. Tell me and then, um, you know, I can give you a tips. I can give you stock tips. When I buy something, I can let you know it'll be great. Uh, let's move into the final seg. Sorry, this is boring.
0: You've done the impossible and made it to the final segment of the show. This is the part where I see robots talks about stuff you bought, saw, or was thinking
1: about. It's pretty random. I think that, uh, the first thing I want to talk about is the end of The Walking Dead comic book. Man, that, uh, that came out of nowhere. I have, um, been reading and enjoying The Walking Dead for, I don't know, it has been a long, long, long time now. I, I got into the book monthly after the first, uh, trade came out. So, that's like issue six, and it's going to end on uh 194. I I don't know. I uh this is coming out of nowhere to me cuz um in the in the letter pages, the 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 book has a real vibrant letter page. They they've kind of said the it's going to keep going on forever and that eventually, you know, all the characters will die and we'll see new characters come and we'll be we'll be following this forever, but um I I guess that they may have been trying to deceive you in a way so that when the end comes, you'll be caught by surprise. When I say, when I say deceive, I don't mean like they're trying to trick you. Well, I guess that's what it means, but I don't like, I don't mean it like in a mean-spirited way. I guess what I've heard Kirkman say is that he, he had an idea for the end and he had reached the end, but he didn't want people to know this was the end. So he had, he had like, he would kind of talked it up to where you would be like caught off guard when it happened, and I, I am caught off guard, man, this is the comic I have been reading for the longest, there have been books I read for a while, I'll go in and out, in and out, but I have been with this for so, so long, that I, I don't know, man, this is like a a real loss to my life, the comic's not always been great, it usually has been really, really good, it's a lot better than the, um, the program, the TV program, that is a, that's for sure, but I, I don't know, when I get my when I get my comics every month, I, I put them, like, in the order of um, importance, you know, like, which ones I, I look forward to the most. And the one that is always at the bottom, the bottom being the one that I'm looking forward to the most, I kind of, like, try to delay gratification. The one that is always at the bottom is The Walking Dead. I read it last because I, I like it so much. I I use it, like, um for like, a bit of a pick-me-up, you know, if I'm, if I'm down, if I'm having a hard day, or... Or if I've had, like, a really good day. Like, if I've done something and I want to reward myself. I'll read The Walking Dead. It's going to be... It's going to be hard to go on without that one. It um it almost makes me want to, like, get rid of all my comics altogether. Because I do like to support the comic industry. I don't want to see it die or get hurt or anything. But this is, like, the only one that I, that I absolutely really, really, really need. I don't know what I'm going to be able to replace it with. It's been, like, a part of my life for such a long time. It's a... It's a tough nut to crack dude i I don't know. do you guys read the walking dead i I think that a lot of you probably do i as far as I know, it's like the uh number one most popular comic when I used to um go to comics for the win i'd I would talk to my man Chris and he said that saga saga was like far and away number one, but Walking Dead was like a real real tight second, so I don't know man it's um it's rough. I've enjoyed this over the years. it's had a lot of ups. A lot of downs, a lot of real upsetting moments, a lot of real happy moments. I'm gonna miss Rick. I'm gonna miss Carl. I'm gonna miss all these guys. I'm gonna miss Jesus. I'm gonna miss Negan. It's gonna be, it's gonna be tough. I have never read a comic with like such a long, such a winding storyline. I gotta give it up to Kirkland, Kirkman and Adlard. They, they have done something that they should absolutely be proud of. Sure, I would like to have seen it go on forever and ever and ever. I would keep reading it as long as there were comic books. I'm invested, you know, I'm into it. But uh, if if they feel like they've reached the end, you know, I, 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 I respect that. So I guess I got to do it. I don't want to do it. But The Walking Dead comic, they reminisce over you. That really is uh that's a bummer, man. I, I I don't know. Let's uh we're gonna have to take it up a notch. You know, we're gonna have to like really raise the roof right now. And the only way that I could think to do that is, of course, summer of fitness. Hit it. It's the summer of fitness your time to shine. Let's go outside and exercise. We will walk and we will ride a bike. It's the summer of fitness. All righty tighty whitey it is the summer of fitness that of course is our program in which we are going to use the long summer days we're going to use the hot summer sun to get ourselves into shape some of us were already in shape not me other guys out there are already in shape some of us not so much but we're going to do what we can to try to improve that fitness level it's good for you man a fit body goes together with a fit mind and we all need a fit mind to make it through. Make it through the day. What we are looking to achieve here is non-weight loss goals. Sure, we might lose some weight, but that's that's neither here nor there. What we want to do is we want to just get moving. We want to get out there, get hanging and clanging. Do whatever it is you like to do to get a bit of exercise. I, myself, I like to ride a bike. I try to get out there like three times a week. Lately, I've been doing four, but I added. I added something else to the uh, fitness regime. I've been going over to the school to. Three times a week and I've been hooping it up, dude. I've been trying to get back into a uh, get back into basketball shape. Now, sometimes I just go over there with the wife and we do uh we do a shoot around, you know, we practice our jumpers, we chase rebounds and stuff, you know. I'll shoot. The rules are, and these are like the common, you know, the common playground rules. You shoot and you get to keep going until you miss, right? But we we give two misses in a row. You miss two in a row, you gotta give the ball to the other one, and the other person rebounds for you. While you are shooting. I, I've never been, like, a great shot. I'm not Steph Curry. I'm not, uh, Michael Jordan. I'm not, uh, I'm trying to think of some great three-point shooters. And I'm not like John Havlicek. I don't know. I'm really, I'm really drawing a blank. I'm not Jackie Moon. I'm not any of those guys. I'm just, like, I'm average. Maybe a little below average. I, I do have a, like, a bit of a jumper. I can hit, like, a, like, a six, seven-footer. You know, I don't got like the uh, three-point chops or whatever. But I I like to do it. I'm more of an inside player. I like to get in there and bang. That was always my thing. I was like Charles Oakley. I was like one of these guys getting in there, throwing elbows, sticking my butt out to make space, jumping for rebounds, stuff like that. But I'm going over there. I've actually gotten to a couple pickup games, believe it or not. There are dudes that play out there from time to time and I... I asked my way in. The other day I had a game and somebody asked me in. This time I asked my way in. And they, they were like, sure, man. And we, we rotated around. I don't got a lot of stamina. I'm not putting up a great line. But I, you know, I'm out there doing it. And that's what it's about. It's about just just giving it a shot. Just doing it. I've heard from a man Esquilito. Esquilito's already in shape. So he's doing what he can to maintain that, uh, you know, the life of fitness. I've heard from a man, Charles. Charles Potomac. He, he tells me he's been going for walks in the mornings. He's been going for walks at night as well. I think that is amazing. I think that's great. I I want nothing more than for you to keep it up, my dude. Just keep it up every single day and eventually, man, eventually you'll uh, you'll be looking like uh, I don't know, looking like Aquiledo, you know? But uh at any rate, I heard from my dude Gino Vega. He told me he went on a hike and he got uh he got stuck on a cliff or he got stuck near a cliff and he had to uh he had to rappel down it or maybe go up it. I I can't recall, of course, you know, Ferg's out there doing the stops and stuff. I know, I know we took a break. We took a week break on the Summer of Fitness. But we are back and it is in full effect. And I want all you guys to go up there and hit me up on the tweets. Hit me up at robots hashtag Summer of Fitness. Anything. Anything you're doing, I'll give you a shout out on the show. Because I want you to keep doing it, dude. I want you to keep it up. I want nothing more than for everybody out there to leave the show a little bit better than when they came in. And the summer fitness, man, it's fun. It's nice. You go out, you uh, you get moving. Really, for me, like, getting exercise is very important as far as, like, keeping my sanity, you know? I I got a lot of anxious energy. I get a lot of nervous energy. And I've, I've discovered that, like, since I've gotten back into the, uh, you know, riding the bike all the time, that the energy is just, like, it's spent in a more productive way than just, like, running around like a like a weirdo trying to, uh, do whatever, and I, I like that, you know, I like feeling a bit more chill, a bit more relaxed, and, uh, burning off that excess energy is, um, one way to do it, what I'll do is, like, there are a few, like, polka gyms around here, there's one at this park called Tanglewood Park, and this one is, like, hotly contested, it is maybe, maybe two and a half, three miles from my house, and I'll ride over there, battle the gym, take it for Team Yellow, big shout out to my man, Mighty Matt D, and Team Yellow, I'll, I'll knock it out for us, and then uh, maybe even later in the day, I'll ride back over with the wife, and she'll add one of her Pokemon as a reinforcement. The deal is, like, there are these gyms you can fight, and everybody represents a different colored team, and you want to take the gym for your team by using your squad of Pokemons to beat up the ones that are in there. I got... I got a pretty good squad. I got a Vaporeon. That's an EV uh, evolution. That's kind of like water based. Her name is uh, King Neptune. She is the female king. She's the one who, the one who dominates gyms for me. I got a couple of champs named Brain and Brawn. I got a Hariyama that I like to use. I got a Blaziken that I like to use. This Blaziken knocks things out. I got a got a Ride I don't know. I got all kinds of fun Pokemon. And battling gyms is what really gets me geeked, and I. I'll ride the bike over there, and I'll fight that gym, and then there's, like, another gym that's, like, a mile away, and I'll fight that one, and then I'll take a different route back, and maybe there's, like, one gym I can fight on the way. I don't always fight the gym. Sometimes I just go as fast as I can, because I I want to keep this up. I want to keep up, you know, the day-to-day-to-day. To day to day. I don't want to miss any days, and some days I don't really feel like doing it, and the best way to do it is just, like, I'll just go as fast as I possibly can. Like, I don't want to do it. I'm just not feeling it, so I'm, like... I'll get it over as fast as I can, so I end up doing, like, this, like, five-mile sprint there, you know, five miles there, five miles back, like a, like a maniac. And I, I can barely make it. I come home dead, so I, I end up being dead the most on the days that I didn't feel like doing it. But come on. Hit me up, hashtag Summer of Fitness. It's your time to shine, dudes. Do it. I'm here for you. I want to hear it. Summer of Fitness. Everybody out there. Engineer nerd, tapes from the crypts, I don't know, Everyone. I want everyone down with this. Uh, check this out. I was at the, uh, Target the other day. The Target on Santa Rosa Avenue. This has kind of become the de facto toy spot around here. They've expanded the, um, the department. And they, they got, like, the best, uh, selection of stuff. It's not like, it's not great or anything, but it's, like, the best, uh, that we have around here, but, um, I was over there, I was, uh, trying to find these, um, Mattel Retros, these wrestling Retros, they're like, uh, they're like the old Hasbros, there was, um, back in the, uh, back in the day, they're like those, um, four-inch hard plastic WWF guys with not, like, not a ton of articulation, but each one had, like, a weird, like, a weird motion, like, a weird action, that they could do, they, they've kind of, like, reissued these, but now they're, they're with Mattel, and they, they've added some new guys to it, and, and whatever, and I, I've been checking for them at the, at the shop, I, I never, um, can find past, uh, Wave 3, which is, like, I think it's, like, the Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens, and, no, like, Kevin Owens, I think was Wave 1, I think it's, like, Dean Ambrose, and Goldberg, and, Seth Rollins, I I'm not sure. These are just the ones that I always check out when I'm when I'm over there. I'm looking for like the Junkyard Dog, and the Iron Sheik. These guys have all been put out, but I've never not never not never checked them out at the uh, at the toy shop. But I was there, and there was like a kid with his mom, like uh, I'm gonna say like eight or nine or ten years old maybe, and he was looking at these Marvel Legends and in one hand. He had Captain Marvel in the blue Kree outfit, the movie Captain Marvel. And then the other hand, he had the movie Black Widow from the, um, Endgame. And he's looking at both of them and he's like, Mom, I can't decide which one to get. And I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like, I don't know, I'm eavesdropping, you know, because this is interesting to me. He's like, I can't decide. And the mom's like, well, you got to decide. She's getting annoyed. She's been there a while. And she's like, you got to decide, son. I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip a coin. And, um, whatever one it is, that's the one you got to take. And I felt like I had to, had to interject. I didn't have to, I wanted to, but I said, I would get Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel has two heads, one with a helmet and one without. That's almost like getting two action figures. And, uh, she's like the most powerful one in all of Marvel. And he looks at me and he goes, I'm going to get Captain Marvel. And I go, that's what I would do, but don't sleep on Black Widow. She's really great, too, and I hear she's going to get her own movie. The mom's looking at me like, not like I'm a weirdo, like I'm a nice weirdo, you know what I'm talking about? Like, not like she's thinking this guy's crazy and dangerous, but she's like, this guy's a bit weird, seems okay, though, and I'm, you know, I just shrugged my shoulders, and then I, I went on my way to look at the, uh, the wrestling guys. I've been back into wrestling guys. I pulled my Hasbros out of the closet, and ever since then, I've been like... I don't know. I, I do like these, um, less articulated ones. I'm not, like, into the elites or anything. But, uh, I wanted to share that story really quick. Because I thought it was kind of cool that the kid was checking out for two female action figures. You know, it wasn't like back in the day when you got, like, your, uh, Kenner superpowers. If you got Wonder Woman, you were bummed. You know, but nowadays, this kid's more woke. We are going to do an unboxing. I have something here that I've had for, like, I've had for, like, a week. And I've wanted to bust into it, but I was waiting to do it on the show. I actually got this for Father's Day, but when it was ordered, it was um is a pre-order, and it's um finally available. It is the NECA Karate Kid All Valley Karate Championship two set with uh, Johnny Lawrence and Daniel Larusso. These are eight inch, like Migos. They're on a Migo scale. And they're in a box. You can pull them out. It's cool. It's a collector-friendly box. You can pull them out and put them back in. Oh, they, um, I might have to cut these out. Hold on! Let me get my Pooptronics brand laser, uh, scissors here to cut these guys out. On one side is Johnny Lawrence and his black gi, his karate, um, his Cobra Kai gi. On the other side is Daniel-san and his Miyagi, Miyagi Miyagi-doe. Uniform. What's going to be the safest way to get him out of here? Is he's tied in, but it doesn't go around to the back, and I do not want to risk doing any uh, damage to his uniform. Let me, uh, let me do this really quick. Let me concentrate on this. I do not want to damage it. Okay, I got him. These were in there pretty tight. They had four bands, two each. I am now, I am now plucking Danny Larusso off of the card. He is the packaging rather. He is very nice. He has a white a white gi with the uh, Miyagi-Do logo on it. His head is molded with the headband. He has articulation at the shoulders, the elbows, the wrists, the knees, the ankle, the neck. I I like him, man. His uh, paint does look a bit chalky. But that's uh, that's okay. I've been waiting for this for a while, man. I I uh first saw this in an Entertainment Earth catalog. And I was like, oh, I gotta have this. He has the, uh, the red sash, too, that he was given at the All-Valley Karate Championship. Now, let me, let me pull Johnny out. Johnny is also a, um, terrific figure in his, uh, Cobra Kai gi with the patches on the leg. I wonder, yeah, I bet you these are the exact ones he had in the movie. Very very nice, his, uh, very sponsorships and stuff. He has, uh, the Cobra Kai gi, like I said. His headband is molded on. His, uh, his face is a bit dopey looking. He's kind of looking up, which is, um, that's weird. But still, he's really terrific. I'm gonna have a ton of fun with him fighting some of my other Migos. I, uh... I look forward to doing that. He also comes with the All-Valley Karate Championship Trophy, which is, this is one of the main reasons I wanted this. I wanted this trophy. At some point, I could see Daniel Lawrence putting this up in the MIGO Fighting Championship against, uh maybe against Muhammad Ali and his uh, two belts. I don't know, I... I also think there's more in the, the uh, packaging. Let me see. There is the mat. The mat in which the characters fought on. And this is in, like, a uh, plastic bag. Let me let me get it out. It's only taped shut, so I don't have to... You can hear the tape rip. What a sound effect. Here we go. And I'm going to pull the mat out. I don't want to risk um rubbing it against here. Hold on. It is, uh, it's cool. It's like 10 by 10, I would say. And it has like a poster, like a small card of the All-Valley Karate Championships. December 19th, enter now, standard tournament rules, all officials will be members of the K-A-J-A, Four Seasons, or CAD. I know not what, what that means, but it's dope. I, I like these guys a lot. I'm pretty, um, I'm pretty satisfied. I like the collector-friendly packaging. That means that it's packaging you can open up without having to uh, rip it. You can put your figures, take them out, put them back on a display. Very 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 cool. I do not know where I'm going to put the um put these guys. My Miko shelves are getting full. Believe it or not, I'm sure I'm sure you can believe it. Um Yeah, really cool. I like the uniforms. I could see putting Action Jackson In this Cobra Kai Gi. I think that might be dope. He could, uh... He could train with a crease. With Sensei Crease. I don't know if that's... I don't know if that's something he would do. He's a pretty... He's a pretty moral guy. Um... Very nice. I... I didn't know they were on pre-order. When I, um... When I went to get them. So I was bummed out. I had to wait so long to get them. Also, I, I ordered them from Toy Wiz, And the wife ordered them from Toy Wiz, And they were not packaged... Very well at all, and the box came all dinged up. I don't care about that kind of stuff, not really, but, um, if you are the type that does care about having, like, a pristine package, you might not, you might not want to shop at Toy Wiz. They just threw it in the box with, like, two, uh, air bubbles, not even, like, around the packaging, just, like, in there with these air bubbles, and it bounced all over the place. Not, a Not that great. I would have ordered from Entertainment Earth. Everything I've ordered from them has, um, arrived very, very well packaged. Uh, what else? Is there anything else to talk about? I don't, I don't really think so. If you guys, if you guys want to help us out, the number one thing you can do is, uh, just, um, share the episode. Share the Twitter link. Retweet it. Share the Facebook thing. Share it on your Facebook page. Tell your friends. That's like, that's like the easy peasy you can do that doesn't cost you anything and plus your friends might think you're cool for adding something to their life that they did not know about already they'll be in your debt dude they'll be in your debt they'll owe you one you know next time you go out and you get some uh, tacos at Burger King you can go hey my three tacos they're on you homie I told you about the icy robots show You owe me big. Also, you can become a show patron. Go to supportthereport.com. There is um, a new episode of the uh, POS coming next week. That's the uh, patron-only show. That's my baby. It's like, it's me out there on the go. It's more up the uh, seat of my pants off the cuff. I go to the dig. Go to the dig a lot. I record from there. I record from Scandia. That's our arcade. I, um, I play some Street Fighter. Record me doing that. I record me shooting baskets at some basketball game. There are a lot of little mixes in there. I like to record stuff off the TV, and I put that in there. It's a it's a lot of fun, man. I'll say I have not heard a bad word about the uh, I I don't know. It's, um, it's my baby. You can get down with that over at supportthereport.com for only a dollar a month. As little as a dollar a month. You can definitely, definitely, definitely get more, and now it comes with an RSS feed, so you can put it right into your, um, your podcast software and listen to it on, uh, your phone, or whatever you do, you used to have to go to Patreon to listen, now you can do it, you can do it anywhere, and you get that for as little as a dollar a month, give a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, everybody, everybody gives different amounts, it is great, there will not be a new episode of the ISR show next week, you know, we're going three shows out of four weeks of the month, so next week is the P.O.S., over on supportthereport.com. There is a show every week. One of them you got uh, to show a little love. You got to show a little support to get. But it's, it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Because I also put up episodes of um, the Icy Robots show. My mixtape show. That's another thing I've... um, I got like 37 of them up there already. No. I think I have 37 total. And there's like 15 up there now. Those are like an hour long hip hop mixtape thing I do. Iceberg and Emily are there. That's great. I also got a bunch of episodes of Real Wisdom that are up there. I've been working on a patron exclusive episode of This Boring Life. I'm almost done. I'm getting there. I'm almost done. I shouldn't have said anything until I was more more near. I just want you to know that I, I got some fun ideas for the Patreon. So you might want to consider doing that. This, um, this Boring Life. I'm already halfway through. I'm already like halfway maybe 40 minutes of the hour, they're generally an hour, I'm like 40 minutes in, it's gonna be patron exclusive, it's gonna be great, there are some episodes of the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe, I, I've shilled enough, I guess, I'm just kind of, at this point I'm enjoying hearing my own voice, you ever feel that way, but, um, we're gonna get up out of here, it's always nice to talk to you guys, I'm really glad to be out of Johnny Jail, I'm really glad to be back doing this, I, I like talking to you guys, man. I like talking to everybody out there. You know, my dudes, my dude Gabe, my guy Esquilito, Tapes, like I said, Gino Vega. Just, just everybody out there that listens. Berg, everybody, you know, my man Lamar the Revenger, Vic Sage. Just everybody who sends support. You know, I, it means a lot to me. I, I always feel bad once I start naming names like that because somebody's going to get left off and I don't want to leave anybody off. I don't want to, but I'm doing this by the, uh, by the seat of my pants, I don't got notes. Never have notes. I got a note card. I'm lying. I do have a note card in front of me. But all it says is like, Mattel Retros, Captain Marvel, or Black Widow. It doesn't give me like, like heavy, heavy, heavy details. Right now, I'm just trying, I want one more minute. That'll hit an hour. I'll feel good about it. But, um, I gotta, I gotta prattle on. Oh, oh yeah. This is, uh, this is something. When we come back, the week after next, we're gonna have a fun episode. It's gonna be the top five Quentin Tarantino movies of all the times and we're going to have a review of his new one, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. That one looks really really great. There's a poster with a uh, Margot Robbie on it as um Sharon Tate. She's wearing like a black sweater and a white skirt. It's amazing. I've been hitting my man up at the theater seeing if he can get me get me one of those, but there's like a few posters I've wanted lately and I've asked him for anyway. So I I'm pushing it. I've asked him for the Wonder Woman in uh, in armor from the new movie, I asked for that. I asked for the Joker poster. I asked for a detective Pikachu. He normally comes through when I uh when I ask for these. He's um he's a big wig over at the uh at one of the cinema chains around here and he, he hooks me up. Dude's a nice guy. I hope he's listening. I hope he knows how much I appreciate those um those posters. I uh I put him in a tube. I got a couple tubes. I label the tubes, put him in the tubes, and like ten years from now. When people are looking back and they're going, Mad Max Fury Road, that movie's an all-time classic, that's when I'm going to hang up the poster. I got the one where, uh, Charlize Theron, Furiosa, is looking out the window. At any rate, let's, uh, let's, uh, look forward to that week after next, top five Tarantinos, plus Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Gonna be a hoot. I don't know. We could probably hit it. I, uh, if I make it, I make it. If I don't, I don't. It's all good in the hood. I'm sorry about that Hollywood Stock Exchange thing earlier. I thought it would be more exciting... But I go by those, you know, go by the seat of my pants. Sometimes they, ah, uh, sometimes they don't work out. I should have took more notes. But we're gonna get up out of here right about now. This is me, IC robot signing off for Tommy Salami, Engineer Emily Iceberg. Everybody out there, if you don't know, now you know.
0: have one rule on this team. What is that rule, Twiggy? E-L-E. That's right, E-L-E. What does E-L-E stand for? Everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall.
2: Hi. If you've got a second, please drop by supportthereport.com and peruse all of the patron-exclusive content available to those who have the kindness, nay, the courage, to toss in a couple of bucks in support of the greatest podcast in the world, The I.C. Robot Show. It's well worth the time, and on an ethical tip, it's what Captain America would do. Supportthereport.com.